He's taking a theology of, of our humanity and a theology of work and kind of like helping us ride that balance of yes, we're humans, we're limited, but we also, you know, are created to work and that's a good thing. Hi there, welcome to The Weekly. This is uh, our church podcast. I am Trevor Hoffman. You're, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> I am J.C. Spearman, and I am hosting today. Wait a minute. And here we have with us uh, Trevor Hoffman. Uh, Trevor, we know who you are and what you do, um, but tell us, uh, what is your favorite Star Wars episode and why? Dang. <laughs> it's not as fun being on the receiving end of the surprise questions. Um, yeah, the, my favorite Star Wars and why, I would probably say, um, I'm, so first I'm boycotting Star Wars. Um, Star Wars and I are done. I'm done with Star Wars for good. After The Last Jedi, I'm quitting. <laughs> um, I say that, but I'm still totally going to see all of the new Star Wars movies that come out. But Right, right of you know, course. Disney wins. That's the way they, that's how they get you. Um, I'd say my least favorite is, or, or my most favorite is probably uh, Empire Strikes Back. Because it's, um, I don't know, it just kind of hits on all the notes. It's like funny, but it's also serious. And yeah. It gets real serious and weighty when it needs to. And I like the fact that, you know, it ends with, um, like, The Last Jedi should have ended. It ends with uh, the Rebellion kind of reeling and our heroes kind of reeling. And they've got to um, come back together and, and kind of It ends with a question mark, so it keeps you, like, wanting a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. good. That's a good rationale for sure. Yeah. Um, well, now that we've got that uh, cleared up, uh, let's jump in here. So we're going to talk about today, um, Trevor's going to tell us about a book that he's read called Zeal Without Burnout, Seven Keys to a Lifelong Ministry of Sustainable Sacrifice. It's by um, Christopher Ash. Um, so Trevor, tell us, uh, what's the premise of the book? What's it about? Yeah, so, um, well, interestingly, like, the, the reason I even read the book was because a couple of... A couple of episodes ago, Jim Slice and I, the, Jimmy the Younger, were talking about um, faith and work, and J- Jim kind of made a joke at the end of the podcast about rest and about thinking biblically and rightly about rest. And we kind of joked about, Jim said, you should do an episode on that, and I kind of joked, like, I'm, I'm not the guy to talk about that. And it actually kind of got me thinking about the need to have some helpful um, uh, ways of speaking about rest and how to think about, like, taking care of oneself um, while being zealous for what is good, um, th- so the the book Zeal Without Burnout. It uh, the the book the basic premise of the book is that um, we are to, uh, like Paul says, uh, devote ourselves to doing good, and we're to be zealous for what is good, for righteousness, and for for ministry, for hard work. Um, Galatians four six, uh, excuse me, Galatians six. Um, gosh, I don't remember what it is. Galatians six, maybe eighteen. Paul says that we are not to grow weary in our doing of good. And so this is kind of a book on how, how we are to be zealous for what is good without growing wearisome. Um, and, and the basic kind of foundational layer at the beginning of the book is that it, it says that it kind of begins establishing that we are dust. And that's kind of his, uh, the foundational, the, the point from, from which he builds the rest of his book, that we are frail and we are creatures. And that frequently we approach work um, and he's speaking to ministers, but he's got he's got everyone in his sights. Uh, but frequently, frequently we ex- we approach work and ministry as if we were divine. 
right. as if we were not as if we didn't have limits, as if we had endless supplies of energy and resources. Uh, but he begins the book by just affirming that we're dust, that we're mortal, we're limited, we are not omni gifted. Uh, and then from there, he goes on to um, offer seven keys, um, seven keys in his mind for sustainable sacrifice is, is kind of what he is kind of his thesis for the book that we should devote ourselves to sustainable sacrifice. And the seven keys are that we should be, we should get adequate sleep. We should take regular Sabbaths. We should have friends. We should uh, pursue inward renewal of spiritual food. We should beware of a pursuit of status. We should uh, be encouraged because giving our life away is worth it. And then finally, we should ultimately delight in grace, delight in the fact that we're children of God, that we belong to Jesus above and beyond all accomplishments. And for him, those are the seven keys on how to, how to be zealous for good without burning yourself out. Yeah, that's great. It sounds like, so it sounds like what you're saying, he's taking a um, theology of, of our humanity um, and a theology of work in kind of like, helping us ride that balance of, yes, we're humans, we're limited, um, but we also, you know, are created to work, and that's a good thing, um, but because of our humanity, um, we actually need to be resting, we need to be doing these habits that he's talking about. Um, so it sounds like he's given, like, a really good, like, uh, biblical foundation and basis for, for doing these things and, and riding that balance of, of rest and work. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a good way to say it. Like the idea of balance, because I was telling you this earlier. Um, I, I was, I was initially. I, I'm, I'm always kind of skeptical of this sort of sure. book because, you know, we we kind of have a, a super therapeutic um, culture and, and, and whatever. And so we I, can I, definitely you know, overdo it for sure. Yeah. And one of the things that I was thinking about was like, okay, like zeal without burnout. But what about the fact that Paul says? that he's pouring himself out like a drink offering. Or Jesus says, you know, Matthew 10 and elsewhere, we are to, we are to give away our lives in order to find it. Uh, but the point that he makes is that we actually need to distinguish between godly sacrifice, which is in keeping with, with the New Testament, and needless burnout, um, which I thought was helpful. And he, he kind of yeah. offers his third way, which is sustainable sacrifice. That's, that's okay. how he wants to think about it. Um, he, he really helpfully uses the analogy of a, uh, of a firefighter. And says, like, if a firefighter, you know, the task of the firefighter is to put himself on the line for others to a certain extent. You know, he's sacrificing right. to a certain extent. Yes. If he, like, uh, if he, if he can, continues fighting the fire to the point where he, had, he passes out, like, ultimately he's going to put not just his own life on the line, but the other firefighters that have to go in and, and not only like, fight the fire, but they have to retrieve him out of the fire. So I thought it was kind of a helpful way of saying, like, one of the primary differences between... Um, a, a, a kind of godly zeal and godly sacrifice and needless burnout is the way in which needless burnout kind of flames out everyone that's mm. around us and has negative effects on everyone, not just ourselves. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so would you say, um, is there, like, is, is, is Jesus our example here in some ways? Um, like, I'm thinking of maybe um, times we see in Jesus's life where he actually pulls away from ministry in order to to pray and to commune with the father are there would you say that that Jesus actually like sets the pace for us in kind of being our example since he was yes he was divine um, God but he's also um, takes on our humanity as well yeah that's good that's really good um, yeah I think so I mean I, I, the point you made there like 
the creator taking on flesh. Like he, he subjected himself to some of these limitations, to, to dustliness. Um, so he, he had to sleep, he had to eat, he was thirsty. He, he had to retreat from the crowds on occasion. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really good. But I think there's also a key difference um, for us in that Jesus' foundational work for us is what secures our status as children of God. And so like our, our zeal and our pursuit of what is good comes from, in a way, it, it's, not just, it's not just informed by Jesus' ministry, but, it's, but it comes from Jesus' ministry and that he's, he's rescued us. And so we, we like pursue good in light of the reality that we've been shown. Right. Yeah, it's like built out yeah. from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, so what, like, what, how do we know, did he talk about, like, how do we know, like, what is godly sacrifice and what is needless burnout? Like, what are, like, what are some ways we can, can kind, of, kind of gauge if we're, if we're needlessly, you know, if we're spending ourselves to the right things or if we're, you know, just totally overcommitting and to our own detriment and to the detriment of those who are serving. Yeah, so he, and giving those seven keys, the first four of those seven keys, sleep, Sabbath, friends, and inner renewal, he asks some diagnostic questions around those. If you could hand me the book, I would, oh, yeah. I would pull those up. Yeah. Um, so he asks questions like, for instance, um, that, so he has a conclusion where he has four like practical recommendations, and, and one of them is to do a regular self-check to like honestly evaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. And so one, he, he asked, um, am I giving myself enough time for sleep? Am I developing healthy patterns of winding down towards sleep? Um, am I taking regular days off? Am I investing in godly friendships? Am I letting people speak into me and letting people express concern to me, or have I distanced myself from people? Um, and am I self-aware about how God gives me inward renewal? Am I taking care to use his means of grace as spiritual nourishment? And if, um, and if we struggle to, to answer those positively, that's probably a sign that we are setting ourselves up for failure. Um, he also asks about motivation. He says, you know, how much of, of our efforts is driven by a desire to impress people? Um, uh, am, I, am I working from a belief in the promises of God that faithful service to Christ will bear fruit? And uh, he says, am I, am, I, am I working from a place of delight in the free grace of God that he has given me? Or am I um, enjoying uh, the pats on the back that come from a job well done? And, um, you know, ultimately. So, I mean, like, yeah. I'll, go ahead. No, I think, that, I think that's kind of the idea of like, like working out of the overflow of God's grace in our, in our lives. And um, we're not working to gain something. We have all, like, all we have to gain is in Christ, yet um, we're working kind of because of that grace. Um, and so when we're doing that, since we're not working to gain something, we can also, um, like, we can also have a right view of rest as well. Um, because we're, we're, uh, we're following in obedience, uh, yet, you know, in our rest, we, we're kind of confessing kind of a, that continual confession of like like all I have is in Christ all I need is in Christ and that's kind of that like mm. that's maybe one of the um, you know one of the ways that we think about it that's that can help us you know orient things rightly in, in our minds mm. so um, 
Yeah, well, that's great. So, um, so what are like? Why is this? Uh, we've talked a lot about kind of the importance of rest, but what are um, or even we've talked about kind of the dangers of um, being overly therapeutic or overly, um, you know, non-committal to things, and and kind of we can definitely fall into that. Um, but what are some of the dangers of, of burnout? What's like, what, why is that something that we need to talk about today? Um, really like in every sphere, but particularly for, for people in ministry, whether that's, whether that's full-time ministry or just any kind of ministry, um, that you may volunteer for, um, like what, what is burnout? Like, why is that, what are the dangers and kind of unhealthy things that, that are behind that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think like we've said before, if we if we kill ourselves, um, we're not going to be available for the things that we need to be doing. Like, you know, for me personally, if I just if I kill myself in burning out and flaming out from from work, I am not going to have the the resources available for my family. I'm not going to be able to care for my wife. I'm not going to be able to care for my kids. I'm not going to be able to fulfill those responsibilities. Um, I think also if we, I mean, all, all of us, regardless of, of what field you're working in, regardless of whether or not you're single or married, there are responsibilities that we carry. And if we devote ourselves to, to work in such a way that it just destroys us, we're, we're not going to be able to fulfill those obligations that we have to others. Um, I think that's one of the dangers. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's my answer. What do you think? Um, I think, too, kind of to add on to that, um, like you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but um, I think burnout, when we, once we get to that place of burnout, it kind of reveals uh, some, some wrong attitudes that we've had up to that point. Mm. Um, because really, if we're, if we're thinking about things rightly if we're seeing everything that we do, including rest and work, kind of under, undergirded by God's grace and for the purpose of obedience to Christ, if we're, if we're rightly seeing that, um, then in, in rightly like balancing that in our lives, then, then we will not burn out because we'll understand, you know, the, at, you know, we'll, we'll see the point that we need to, to step back and to rest and to, to recommune with God and to, to get that sleep and kind of that dependence on him. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I would add like a, a less spiritual reason is like burnout is unpleasant. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of like the world, the way God created us when we're resting, we're living according to that design. Mm-hmm. And when we've got to the point of burnout, that's, I mean, kind of like in the worst light possible, that's like rebellion against the way that, mm-hmm like the way that God created our humanity. Um, and so, I mean, you can even go back to like like Genesis where um, God rests on the Sabbath and that's like an example that he gives for, for Israel um, to follow in. Even though God is, God does not need rest like we do. He's not, he doesn't need like sleep and um, because he is an all, like he is self-sustaining in that way. Um, but he does that and sets the example for us um, to follow in. And it, it does like, it's kind of like food. Like it reminds us of our humanity and our, our dependence on, on him. Um, 
And so when we're living, when we're, we have the right understanding of that, we know that, you know, we know when, when we need to, to, to go to sleep and when we need to step back from things a little bit. And so when you get to that point of burnout, it's like kind of reveals there's kind of some deeper things going on rather than the fact that you're just really, really tired. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and so I think that's, you know, it's important to see kind of those those deeper underlying things of the dangers of of burning out. Um, One thing I don't remember, you told me one time and it's kind of stuck with me. I don't remember if you're quoting it or read it in a book or something, but. Um, it was the, the thing about like, uh, it's kind of like a, a chart and, and God created us to go from kind of like really hard work to like really good rest and back and forth. And that's the rhythm of it. But we tend to like stay too much in the middle, like, kind of, like a little bit of work and then a little bit of rest. And yeah. we never quite hit those extreme. Do you remember what that was from or? Yeah, it was a, um, it was an article by a guy named Paul Maxwell. He was writing for Desiring God. And he was saying, like, the, the point of, when it comes to work and rest, the point is to work with all your might when it's time to work. And then when it's time to rest, it's time to rest with all your might when it's time to rest. But the, the reality is we, we kind of have a mushy middle. And he makes the point that technology has kind of enabled us to live in the mushy middle. Where when we're at work, we're not fully invested in work because our mind is where Instagram is taking us and where our text messages are taking us and where our email is taking us. You know, we're, we're, we're worried about, like, this family thing that's going on this weekend our minds taking us to the uh, funny meme that we saw you know whatever we're, we're just we're not fully devoted into work and then when we're at home we're still getting work emails on our on our cell phones or we're still getting calls about work or still getting text messages from coworkers so that we're not like totally present at home resting either um, and so he was saying um, like when it's time to work work and put in the work and put in the sweat and when it's time to rest, put work down and rest and really get after resting, um, which, which is really helpful um, because it is, it is really easy for me personally to both um, devote myself half-heartedly to work and devote myself half-heartedly to rest. When in reality, we need to give ourselves over to each uh, wholeheartedly uh, when it's the appropriate time so that we can engage in each of them wholeheartedly when it's the appropriate time. Yeah, absolutely. That that's really good. I'm I'm definitely guilty of that too. I kind of have I'm kind of that that middle mushy ground like most of the time. I'm not like fully uh, fully engaged in work for a sustained time or fully engaged in rest. It's kind of just that that constant. Um, so I think that I mean I think that says something about like kind of back to our need for Sabbath and kind of like taking a, a period of break or. Um, like that's kind of the idea behind it is like don't do anything. I mean, it's not like don't do nothing, but it's it's don't don't um, do things that are, are rejuvenating and and mm. and actually truly restful and like really unplug mm. um, from everything else going on. And I think like our tech, like our iPhones today, they're, I mean, it's working against us. Like we're we're kind of up against it um, in our time in our in our age because we've got we've got that constant like. At any moment, you could get a text or an email from your boss, and like you know, it could be nine o'clock at night, and uh, you you got to respond. So it's like, yeah. can, it's it's really it's harder even today uh, to really unplug. Um, so I think this is just a really like timely, uh, you know, timely reminder of like the need to 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 really balance these things. Um, That's good. And yeah. I'll add like one one thing that he. 
Ash mentions is his, his fourth of his seven keys. He talks about inward renewal. Um, and that was really helpful because he, he talks about like resting and being um, like spiritually nourished and rejuvenated in our resting. And, and he doesn't just mean prayer and Bible reading, though of course that's what he means. But he also means indulging in those activities that, that give us energy and give us life. And it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's important to see that he's talking about renewal and not just retreat. Not just like kind of a passive turning off uh, on our, when it's time for us to rest, but engaging in things that are still in their own way productive, but in their own way life-giving for us. So for instance, like I would imagine it's probably, it's probably not the wisest thing for us to like indulge in Netflix for hours on hours and consider that restful because the reality is that's not, that's not re-renewing us, that's not reconstructing us or recreating us in any way. Right. That's probably just perpetuating the problem. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are uh, running out of time here. Do you have any other uh, last-minute things you want to communicate, big takeaways from the book that you would encourage us with? I will say that the other thing I like about Empire Strikes Back is the, <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the, the brilliant um, introduction of Yoda. It's just a great, it's a, it's a great scene. Yes. It's brilliant how it subverts your expectations. I love it. And the, uh, the uh, YouTube song. That, uh, the seagulls. So <laughs> we will make sure that we put a link in the show notes for this episode to the video of Yoda singing. It's the bad lip reading, folks. Having yes. Yoda sing a song. So. Yes, that's that's wonderful. That's what it's really all about. That's right. All right, Trevor, you want to take us out? Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate you tuning in. Thank you, JC, for for hosting and. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, it was a pleasure. Um, we'll do it again. Uh, Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and rate us on iTunes if you haven't, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks.